Good evening, and welcome back to CEC here at Impact Gospel Ministries, where each week we try to bring you meaningful discussion and questions to help you and encourage you, maybe challenge you in your faith and your walk with Christ. We encourage you all to share this with your friends and family, anyone you think might benefit from this or be interested, or to start that conversation with that friend or coworker, maybe you've been looking for how to do it. This is a perfect means and introduction to that. This week, we are starting our Kingdom Living series with Lesson 1, Spiritual Wisdom and Discernment. I'm one of your hosts, Gavin, and I'll pass it to our other host here, Pastor Riley. Oh, good evening. And may the Lord bless all you scholars of the Word, fellow believers, and those of you who are just maybe just curious, just want to find some uh, answers to some of your questions welcome this evening and if it's your first time joining us truly truly I welcome you uh, this evening as uh, Gavin told you we are beginning our kingdom living series with our first lesson on spiritual wisdom and discernment our resources this evening notes from Max Lucado and various tra Bible translations. The NLT, MSG, ASV, you know, but it's all good. Amen. I want to begin with a word of prayer. So please bow with me out there. Heavenly Father, we thank you, O God, that you are still God. You are still in control. Heavenly Father, you have a design for man, a plan for each of our lives. And this evening, God, as we search your words, oh God, to understand your mind, your design for us, the way we should walk, the way we should live. Heavenly Father, open your words to us, speak to us and teach us wisdom. Wisdom, grant us that spiritual discernment, oh God, that we need, Father in heaven. And let your words, oh God, groom us into who you want us to be. We give your praise, we give your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Our first section of scripture from Ephesians chapter 1. Uh, I'm reading from verse 15 to 23, and this is the NLT version. Verse 15. Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly asking God the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and hath made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things everywhere with himself. Gavin will read the... Our next section from 1 John 4, from verse 1 to, 6. 1 to 6. My dear friends, don't believe everything you hear. Carefully weigh and examine what people tell you. Not everyone who talks about God comes from God. There are a lot of lying preachers loose in the world. Here's how you test for the genuine spirit of God. Everyone who confesses openly his faith in Jesus Christ the Son of God, who came as an actual flesh and blood person, comes from God and belongs to God. And everyone who refuses to confess faith in Jesus has nothing in common with God. This is the spirit of Antichrist that you heard was coming. Well, here it is sooner than we thought. 
My dear children, you have come from God and belong to God. You've already won a big victory over those false teachers, for the spirit in you is far stronger than anything in the world. These people belong to Christ, the Christ-denying world. They talk the world's language and the world eats it up. But we come from God and belong to God. Anyone who knows God understands us and listens. The person who has nothing to do with God will, of course, not listen to us. This is another test for telling the spirit of truth from the spirit of deception. Praise the Lord. And the, the, we are so blessed this evening to hear advice from Paul and from John. The John's situation, as described, John has noted that the Spirit of God who dwells within true followers of Christ testifies to the fact that we are the beloved children of God. Yet the Holy Spirit also helps us to discern those who are not walking in God's light, those who are attempting to lead us astray with smooth sounding but false words. John challenges us to test everything we hear against the truth, refining God's word and rely on the guidance of the Holy Spirit for direction. As we do this, we will begin to discern the enemy's deceptions and not allow them to take root in our lives. Paul uh, is talking about uh, God's children being wise and learning how to behave himself, you know, and uh, God, uh, Paul's commendation for one in particular was very, very commendable. Uh, so we look at this evening lesson and I want to introduce it with a, with a line I copied from, uh, from Max. Our world is one noisy place. Every moment of every day, advertisers, marketers, and politicians influence our opinions and alter our behavior. Mm. Now, should we continue to be so influenced without wisdom? Probably not. So here's a question for you. What does it mean to grow in knowledge of God? And why is it important? Okay, if they're saying grow in the knowledge of God, that must mean there's more, always more and more to know about him. Maybe uh, different levels of revelation mm. that God reveals himself to us. Or maybe there's more to, to learn about him from his word or from his spirit, something mm. like that. Mm -hmm. Because... Uh, in, in agreement with you, the scripture does describe us when we just begin, just become believers, uh, like newborn babes. Because mm -hmm. we get in and we need to be fed so that we can grow. And this is where, at the early stages, somebody uh, kind of feed us. But as you get older, just like a normal human being, as you get older, you start to learn to hold your cup, your bottle for yourself. Somebody prepares it, you learn to feed yourself. Later, you also learn to prepare and feed yourself. So, in the knowledge of God, it's a progressive thing. We gotta grow. Each day we, 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 we gain more and more. Why is it important? Let's go back to the analogy. <laughs> if the baby ain't growing, there's something wrong. Amen? If the spiritual baby ain't growing, also there is something wrong. That's very true. So there is a starting knowledge we have of God, maybe the what we understand that convicts us enough to call on him as Lord, but then the level of knowledge we have at that moment isn't where we should stay. There's There's levels and and phases we should go through of growth, of knowing him, learning more about him. Mm -hmm. And it's important that we, I don't know if you say measure our progression, but at least be aware that we should progress right. rather than staying in the same place. That's exactly right. I would say amen, amen to that. You know, uh, when we look at what Paul had said about 
one of his brothers. Mm -hmm. Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. You see, Paul there, you know, was so excited, you know, that a fellow believer was growing in the knowledge mm -hmm. of God because now Paul is understanding, man, you're going to start to to gain some of the things that I have already experienced. The joy that I have experienced is now awaiting you because your growth is coming. I rejoice for you. I thank God for you. That's really interesting. And I think excitement is always contagious. So I feel like we should always, we should also encourage and foster excitement in new believers that I'm so excited for you. There's so much more that God wants to show you. There's, there's right. more than just this, and we're going to learn together, and God's going to help us and teach us, and we're going to move on from the basic things to the wonderful things. Amen. Amen. And growth is good. Always, always. Amen. Amen. Why would Paul pray for the believers to receive spiritual wisdom and insight? Somewhere in the Bible, it says the knowledge of the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm -hmm. So maybe, like we were saying, there are people who, you know, learn about the fear of the Lord and they, they learn that they should bow to him as Lord and King, but then they never, never progress beyond that. And so Paul is saying, I pray that the Lord would send you wisdom and insight so you can grow. Mm hmm that makes me question, is there, is it possible that we not grow in the knowledge of God after a period of time? And, and <laughs> I, I, will, I will answer by asking this question. Have you ever seen someone as described as overgrown? It's like the body mm -hmm. has grown tremendously, but the intellect and the mind is not in line with the growth rate of the body. Oh, I see. So then when we look at what Paul was getting at, you know, he's excited about growing in the knowledge, but he was praying also for wisdom. Mm -hmm. Wisdom knowing with all that knowledge <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Paul didn't say, I pray that the Lord send you more knowledge. Right. He said, I pray that I, he would send you wisdom and insight. Okay, okay. So then, with all that knowledge, if you don't wisely apply and access that knowledge and use it in a way that is you know, according to God's design, it could be detrimental. You could use your knowledge in a negative way. Hmm. Or you could have all that knowledge and it still not affect you or change you. Amen. I suppose that explains how there are so many people who have read the Bible from cover to cover mm -hmm. or even teach it in literature class and still be, you know, complete unbelievers even arguing against the existence of God mm -hmm. when really the word should should shape us and change us but there's a there's something in addition to knowledge something that the, the spirit uh, helps us with and gives us that allows us to understand and, and put these things together so then it's more than just knowledge maybe it becomes revelation after that point amen it's like planning to build a house you might you might decide I can build myself a house mm -hmm. you're not a builder so you're gonna do your research you're gonna read up and fill yourself with all this knowledge about building a house you know but if it tells you you can you you frame you frame it you put on the roof you you put on this side if you don't exercise uh, the wisdom in where to place certain things you can mm -hmm. end up with a house that doesn't really look like a house that you can't even live in. So right. you, you do know, need that, that adulterating wisdom such that you can utilize that knowledge that you get into your spiritual growth and maturity. Mm -hmm. 
And so it becomes very essential to read the Bible, to study the Bible. But if anyone lack wisdom, the scripture teaches us, let him ask of God. So we, we, we need to seek God as we study his word, mm. such that the knowledge comes, but the wisdom also. Also. Amen. Okay, okay. Amen. Can we know God fully without, without this wisdom? I mean, like we were saying, I see, I've seen examples of people who knew the Bible better than a lot of Christians and still mm -hmm. had no clue who God was. Mm -hmm. So, I would say yes. I think Paul was praying something very important and maybe something that we should also pray in our circles and in our churches. Lord, send, send your spirit to give wisdom and insight that we may know you better because there are people who are coming coming alongside, maybe brushing shoulders with, but still not meeting him. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's not what we want. And when you know that you know that you know what you know, <laughs> whatever way that phrase goes, mm -hmm. you know what I'm getting at. All right. It is very important, you know, to gain wisdom from God so we can fully be activated in his service. Another question here, how does understanding the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him lead us into wisdom? I think if we don't have an appreciation mm -hmm. for who God really is, right. the, the bigness of him, the, the greatness he has, the kindness he has, mm -hmm. I don't think we will appreciate or even believe uh, some of the works that he does, some of the things that he says, and some of the, the things he's done or provided for us because there's no, there's no reason, there's no precedent for it. Mm -hmm. We have to like, take, for example, the God's the creator. Right. We have to first appreciate that he was all powerful that he's he was in the beginning and mm -hmm. he's able to do these things for us to even appreciate that he could uh, create the world so i feel like if we don't have that some level of understanding we, other things don't follow does that make any sense that's right if if i gather uh where you're coming from if, if, if you don't know who the person is, how can you have the respect due to the person? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? We hear, uh, we often hear familiarity breed contempt. Yes. I hear people uh, almost bragging what close relationship they have that they would describe God in you know some little ways that makes me cringe <laughs> i won't mention any yes all right but if you understand how incredible powerful god is and he still loves us and care enough to reach for us and prepare a way for us then you become more worshipful mm. more thankful more grateful that the mighty God would do all of that for us. Yeah. Then in that knowledge and understanding, we would want to walk in his ways because you realize the incredible thing mm -hmm. that he has done for you and I. How precious the salvation really is. The access into the holies of holies that even the... The children of Israel were not able to go in freely mm -hmm. until Jesus tore that veil. And so when, you, when, when you're in understanding of this and the wisdom to apply it with, with such understanding, oh man, how can we not grow in him? Amen. There's, there's depths and heights and appreciation that we would come into once we have all of that. Amen. Mm. So, spiritual wisdom is a, a bit of an important thing then. Yes. And if somebody out there is going, man, I really need to get some more wisdom. Ask of God, he says, if you lack wisdom, mm -hmm. 
ask of God. Amen. And the Bible said he gives liberally. So you can get enough. Enough and enough. Enough and enough. Okay, one last question from that section. God has put all things under the authority of Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm. Who is head of the church. How should this affect our lives? How does, in a house of, of royalty, mm-hmm. how does the prince or princess who's heir to the throne and, and has this authority because of who they're associated with behave differently than, say, the servant who is not as closely related mm-hmm. with the royalty? Mm. I feel like the royal children, knowing that the authority is given to them and their family, mm-hmm. they behave differently, they learn differently, mm-hmm. they have a different goal. One day, I am going to be in a, a position of power, mm-hmm. of authority, uh, just like my father or my mother. Right. And I need to learn to I need to learn the wisdom and, and how to use it and what to do to help people as opposed to the servant who's maybe just focused on what they're doing here today, keeping out of trouble maybe mm-hmm. and uh, just being just doing what's asked of them and, and that's it for the end of the day. Mm. I wonder. I mean, if I look at it from a from another angle, you know, and uh this question really makes you think God has put all things under the authority of Christ mm-hmm. and this Christ is the head of the church it means that even when we cry Abba Father we are under the authority of Christ right so it's like a dad saying okay I leave everything in your control mm-hmm. So we are, dad was the one that, you know, you go here, you go there. Now dad might be saying, go talk to my son. <laughs> okay. And, and uh, if you think of the scripture, he said, whatever you ask, <laughs> I feel like I'm very cute. Whatever you ask, right, in my name, this is Jesus, the son. Mm-hmm. Whatever you ask the father in my name, he will do it. Okay. That's why when we pray, if you ever wandered out there, when we pray, you know, oh, Father in heaven, this, 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 we close by saying, in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Because whatever you ask, in my name. All authority is under Christ. So then, and if Christ is the head of the church, maybe, and, and I will throw this out as a question, maybe the way you're looking at church Oh, there are times maybe you should change your view. The Christ who died mm-hmm. has all this authority and he's head of the church. Maybe we shouldn't be so quick to <laughs> criticize Christ's church. I'm just saying. I think that's a good thing to just say. But then, okay, so we were saying the, the spiritual wisdom that we have and develop will affect how we live our lives. Mm-hmm. So in this that you're talking about, when it comes to prayer, if we don't have an understanding and revelation of who God is and mm-hmm. how everything has been given, all power and authority has been given to the Son, Jesus, and Jesus said, anything you ask in my name, God the Father will do for you. Sure. If we don't understand that, then how we pray isn't going to be anything near to what God intended. True, we true. might not pray in any kind of power. We might not pray with any sort of expectation of receiving. Amen. We might pray really weak prayers, not mm-hmm. expecting or asking God to do much for us. Mm-hmm. We might live in situations that God has intended for us to take authority in Jesus' name to change. Mm-hmm. It, it, this concept changes the whole game. Mm-hmm. If we don't understand, if we don't have an appreciation for what God has given us right and to have the 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 wisdom that Paul talks about that the way we live our lives we or for example know that many of us couldn't 
assemble ourselves together mm -hmm. in, 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 in our churches. There are many who feel like, you know, the devil has taken control. I am being robbed of something or the government is doing something to hinder me from having that relationship with God. That's utterly nonsense. <laughs> because he's God. He said he fills heaven and he fills earth. Okay, yeah. So, so the Christ that is in control knows that we have COVID going on. Okay, true, true. Amen? Come on. Now. And the Christ who has authority and knows how to run his church. After all, we say it's not the building. Yes, of course. So you and I, even though we are not under the shelter of the building, we are still his children. Amen. We still call on his name. We still pray in the power that he has given us. We still grow in knowledge. We still grow in that understanding. We still get wisdom from God. Mm -hmm. Amen, amen. What are you lacking? Nothing's really changed. That's right. The assembly. And even though we are far from each other, we still can pray one for another. Amen. And even though we're far, we can still connect with each other in meaningful ways. Amen. And, and God knows. <laughs> God knows? Does he know something? <laughs> I have a funny feeling that God knows that we have internet and, uh, <laughs> and Zoom and... Uh, cell phones and so it would not be wise it would not be spiritual wisdom to say but lord you know i can't go to church amen i can't see my brother and my sister i can't hear them you see that fancy cell phone you have god knows <laughs> amen. Amen. so then it makes you wonder if this is so important and it affects everything we do how how are there people even groups of people who don't seem to value or have these amounts of spiritual wisdom. Is there something that stands in their way, maybe? Maybe they need somebody to pray for them, like Paul has prayed for his brother. Okay. When I heard of this, you see, our approach would be, that person is strong, that person is good. Mm -hmm. That person is okay. Let me go look at one that seem to be wishy-washy and not going. Well, you see, Paul's approach is, now that I see this, I am excited, but I am praying even more that you get more wisdom, more understanding, that you can grow, mm -hmm. that you can attain that joy, that, 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 that excitement, those revelations, that deep insight into the Spirit of God that what I've gone through, you too can experience. I like that. We want to pray for them to grow and excel in one way mm -hmm. so they don't become deceived or, or fall away in a different way. Amen. So, so, so wisdom would say, I can touch God no matter where I am. Mm -hmm. On the bus, at home, mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. walking, I'm doing my jogging. Yeah. He's always there. I always have access to him. Amen. And, and uh, if we know we have that, the wisdom will tell us that we need to touch base, man, to communicate. Yeah. Right? So with that knowledge, we, we are always ringing central, talking to God. Because he's provided for it all times of the day at all places. Yeah. Amen. And, and during this COVID time, our faith carries us through. We are no more uh, encouragers to those who don't have this hope. Mm -hmm. we don't cry like they do they see us rejoice and they don't understand it's not because we are not empathetic but it's because we know who the master is Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. and then in 1 Corinthians 1 and verse um, 5 Paul is saying that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of God Amen. Amen. Not in the wisdom of men, mm -hmm. in the power of God. Yeah. There's a difference, mm -hmm. profound yeah. difference. Yes, yeah. So you see them books? <laughs> Good. What higher wisdom we also need. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Let's talk about spiritual discernment. The flip question. side. Question. Because you see this, this slightly 
uh, ties in. Because some of this stuff we can have in, in the mouth of someone who twists things. Mm-hmm. With a, when, when there's a lack of wisdom, we can also be led astray by somebody else's lack of wisdom and understanding. Also true. Right? So when it comes on to discernment, spiritual discernment, how do we pick up on this? You know, when, when, when we opened this session, we talked about uh, there are so many uh, things that go on around us. You know, we're a noisy place. Every moment of every day, advertisers, even now on your cell phone, right? Yeah. I mean, it upsets me. <laughs> I'm watching something that has nothing to do with anyone and up pops this. I understand, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but that doesn't mean I don't get annoyed. Marketers, politicians influence our opinions and alter our behavior. Yeah. We change based on how these people around us have acted. So we need discernment to filter through that. So a question, what standards given to John, given by John for determining the validity of spiritual claims? Have you, have you ever heard, well, I shouldn't say ever heard, you know there are many churches out there. Oh, yes. Let's put it that way. Lots and lots of them. Right? Hence, we would know that there are many different teachings out there. Mm-hmm. You ever heard somebody come to your house? I really want to go to church, but I don't know which one is right. Yes, that's true. This is where discernment has to come in. Okay. So we can look at, okay, the unsaved is searching. But we do have, <laughs> we do have Christians who are... Church shopping? I, I don't even want to use... <laughs> No, are you saying hopping or shopping? I said shopping. Okay, I was thinking hopping. <laughs> <laughs> Two different things both occur. Yeah, but the bottom line is, there, there are folks out there who would, who would search. They're looking. They want to be sure they're going to the right place. Mm-hmm. You need discernment. Each claiming, I have access to God. But each will teach differently, it seems. So which one do you pick? How do you know to choose? Well, I certainly hope this next session will tell us a little bit of how to do that. You know, I mean, if you ask the pastor at that church, he will tell you, we are right. Mm -hmm. The next church you go to, you ask that pastor, no, 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 we are right. So for yourself, you need discernment. What are the standards that John said? In, in, uh, in the scripture that John had, we, we read for John here, my friends, don't believe everything you hear. First clue. Mm-hmm. Carefully weigh and examine what people tell you. Not everyone who talks about God comes from God. Really? There are a lot of lying preachers loose in the world. So how do you filter? Or would you like to take it? Ah, I, I was just looking further down the scriptures. He says, here's one test. Everyone who openly confesses faith in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He says that is our uh, litmus test to tell if someone belongs to God or not. Amen. 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 And, and by confessing the way they talk, you know, not just... Jesus in a different sense, someone, a God that is out there that uh, never made connection with humans, mm-hmm. you know, but Jesus Christ being born of the Virgin Mary, like the whole life, you know, and the gifting of him, they got to support that. Yeah. Because there are many who deny that Jesus actually came, that he was actually in the flesh. We even have people in our circle who would tell you that, you know, it was easy for him because he was God. <laughs> you know, that's missing the fact that he became flesh. Normally he's spirit, right? Yeah, exactly. But he became flesh, you know, such that he could redeem you and I. So the first thing is, you know how we talk in the first part about knowledge? Mm-hmm. We need knowledge. 
of God. How do we get knowledge of God? Uh, we read the word. We hear the word. Amen. Because God speaks through the Bible we have, his words. Yes. So when you, when you read it, you're hearing from him. You're, you're seeing what he says. You're, you're building up your knowledge. So one of the tests you're using is to use the word that you read to measure what they say. Yes. Uh, somebody said uh, recently and quoted, you know, it's only like from the Bible, said, God help those who help themselves. It sounds so scriptural, doesn't it? <laughs> that person really believed it was in the Bible. But God never said that. He never did. It's not written. I, maybe your Bible has it. I couldn't find it in mine. <laughs> right now, now, if the reason I could be skeptical of that is because I have read the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Now, if I wasn't reading for myself, I would leave and go tell somebody else, oh, you know the Bible says God help those who help themselves. Right? There are more serious things out there that we need to be able to decipher through. Otherwise, it will lead us astray. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to know that we can try those spirits, see whether they are false. Mm -hmm. There's a big debate out there between how do you test you know the spirits first we got to understand where paul uh, not paul where john was coming from john mm -hmm. was talking about the spirit behind the type of doctrine that they teach yeah right so what they're teaching there's another uh, kind of spiritual warfare this is not where paul was where john was going with this therefore you test this by the, the word of God. Another question here. How can believers in Christ know they will overcome any spirits that come against them? I want to point you to a scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 to 5. And I'm reading the ASV. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but mighty before God to the casting down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that is exalted uh, against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now, this is spiritual warfare. Testing the spirit uh, that's behind these false teaching. Mm -hmm. You know, every little uh, thing that somebody says, the Lord says. You know, I have deep insight. You know, I am actually an angel or describing myself as, uh, as something that the Bible says. Don't believe it because you have read it. You can measure it against what they're saying to test this. Now, is it true? Where in the Bible does it say it? Mm -hmm. So you go, you read it, and you can say, oh, yes, this man was correct. Yeah. But if they're saying something that is not there, you can say, no, this guy was off because the Bible does not say that. Mm -hmm. So you're able to know which is false and which is true. Now, we still go back to wisdom. Because you still need to apply wisdom. <laughs> How to apply that knowledge that you just got. That's true. Amen. I mean, in another version of that scripture, it says, um, we use these weapons to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to not just depend on what we think it should be or what our brains tells us would make sense. Amen. And sometimes... People are deceived by people who appeal to hum human logic and human reasoning. That, that's why it sounds so good, because we love logic, sci the scientific method, some of us. Mm -hmm. But we live in a realm of faith, which is very different than the realm of science, especially as believers. And so, you know, part of our job is to 
subject human reasoning mm-hmm. to the words of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. And, and so, uh, uh, there's a debate between whether we use the word or we use the Spirit. And the answer is yes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Because I believe, I believe, you know, one is arguing for this and one is arguing for the other. But you actually need both. Mm-hmm. Right? You can test it by this, but the spirit behind it will help you also to see further. Of course. Right? And handle more than just being able to read the word and apply. So if, if, if we come against a spirit, if we are up against a spirit, just understand there's no need to be fearful. Amen. Don't, 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 don't think you have to be scared or run away. Mm-hmm. You know, he, the, he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Yeah. You know, nobody can see our weapon, but our weapon is mighty through God, not through ourselves, but through him. Mm-hmm. To the very tearing down of strongholds. Very good. Amen. And incidentally, mm-hmm. you know, if, you, if, if you're fighting uh, personal spiritual battles within your own self, within your own life, mm-hmm. just listen to what the scripture says. It is strong enough to even bind uh, bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You can overcome. Amen. You can overcome. God has given us the power and His Spirit dwelling in us. We don't have to be fearful. God can lead us through. Absolutely. When John says to test the Spirit, he means to test the Spirit behind various ideas. So here's a question. What popular temporary teachings do you regard as dangerous and why <laughs> the current favorite i believe is that there is no hell <laughs> that everyone goes to heaven mm-hmm. sounds good makes us feel good but you know it neglects part of what jesus really came to do mm-hmm. He said he came to conquer sin, hell, and the grave. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't come to fight an imaginary enemy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the the drasticness of the act that he did was for, it was warranted. It was because he was literally fighting hell and death on our behalf. And so to neglect that would really diminish the amazing work that Jesus did. For, for us, out of love. And that's, it's almost like undermining Jesus. And that, that's a shady, shady business. Amen. Amen. And the Bible does say, the sting of sin is death. So if you live in sin, you're, you're in jeopardy because that sting mm-hmm. is death. But he came and the scripture said, oh grave, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is your victory? Amen. So, so, you see, little things like those, there's no hell. God will never make his people, you know, and burn them. (laughs) We go back to understanding and knowledge. When you read about Noah. Yes. The flood. You know, I know some people will say, I believe in God, and then they read about the flood and go, no, I don't believe that. <laughs> you see, you can have it half and half. You, either you eat the whole pie or, you know, you can't just take, <laughs> can't just take a bite, mm-hmm. right? But there is a hell, and it's for those who are disobedient and refuse to walk with him. And there are many other dangerous things out there. Measure them against the spirit such as we are not led astray which do you think wields the most influence in our culture okay in terms of shaping public opinion the educational system the entertainment industry or the church (laughs) i can promise you it's not the church (laughs) as 
sad as it is to say that, they don't yet have that, we don't have that level of influence over the general population yet. Mm-hmm. So I would say it'd be between education and the entertainment industry. I mean, education, I can make a strong case for because all of our children go through the education system. Mm-hmm. A lot of jobs require you to go through education to do it. People love to talk about upgrading and continuing your education. So we're always, there's a large portion of the population always getting educated by someone or something. Right. And there are a lot of people out there who have views that are very out there mm-hmm. that are affecting how people are behaving. Entertainment industry, you have a concentration of things that sell, not necessarily of things that are true. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you could take the news in these past couple of weeks and months. It's not that they're covering everything that's happening. They're concentrating on the things that bring fear. And, of course, that affects things, affects people's behavior one way or another. Mm -hmm. Where it would be different if they just tried to cover everything, a balanced uh, outlook or coverage. And that would cause people to react differently. So, I would say those two things probably fight for our overall reactions every every day but the church we have, we have a ways to go to to enter that battle still well being being from the old school mm-hmm. and looking back in history there was a time when the church the church was the the powerhouse behind every decision that was made mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the problem with that was it had gone away from being uh God's direction and it, it became more more political yeah. and so a lot of wrong things were done in the name of the church. Yes, that's true. Now 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 that we have the entertainment industry education, you know, depends on what they teach you in school. Mm-hmm. Right? But when you look at entertainment, because almost every household now has television, internet, and, and so they stream you know, all kind of things uh, into your home. So, for example, there was a time you could select, you know, I, 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 I only want to see certain things. I want to watch a documentary. Right. Well, you see, then they learned that within the documentary, I can also present ads about things that I probably don't want to see. Right. But they pumped at me, and sometimes without even being conscious of it, it's being pumped at you after a while. You start to react and behave a certain way that you don't even know where it's, where, where it's come from. We, we see the problem of stereotyping. Yeah. That, that's leading to a whole bunch of, of fear and unnecessary uh, attitudes and behaviors. But some of it, and I'm not blaming it all on the, <laughs> the, the entertainment industry by any means, but you take somebody who has never uh, seen another culture and able to see it and hear and depend on how it, that culture is portrayed, they, they start to assume this is true. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, uh, before we close off on this, one last point, even on uh, movies made from the Bible. Mm-hmm. I remember one, one youth group I had. You ask questions on this, and they are answering you based on the movie they have seen. <laughs> so the movie had a deeper impact on their memory than the word. And it would it would have been great if the movie was accurate according <laughs> to the scripture. Yes. Right? But the, the, because it's entertainment, they fix it up. That would appeal to the general public. So you see, here again, the wisdom and the understanding, you go and check your facts yeah. uh, with the word of God influence but the church should be the one influence that's the goal it's the goal amen Amen. so church we have our work Mm -hmm. cut out for us and some of us need to live better lives for true (laughs) such that the influence leads to the a better direction Mm -hmm. amen for sure wonderful words uh a little bit to to close off here with from from max Life lesson. In so many words, the Apostle Paul observed 
we all have to choose our own craziness. We can either embrace the foolishness of the gospel, and uh, we can look in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1 and verse 18, or we can decide to live by the nonsensical values of this world. And that is in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and 19. What about you? By what belief system are you ordering your life? <clears throat> Do you pay more attention to the clamor and contradictory messages of culture? Or do you make it your moment-by-moment -moment goal to hear and follow the quiet, quiet counsel of Christ? Ask God to help you learn the discipline of testing the spirits. Yeah. Few abilities are as crucial as knowing how to discern what is true and what is not. Amen. Let's pray. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit of God, thank you for living in me and for being my in-house counselor and comforter. Guide me into your truth and protect me from the evil one. Teach me how to hear your instruction in the midst of all the noise in the world and follow your leading. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I leave something with you. What are some questions you have about your faith? in Christ what questions what are some questions you have about faith your faith in Christ and also I want to close on this if you are out there and you are you're in need of prayer you you have a need that you would like us to take to the Lord on your behalf you can message us you know, we would definitely love for our prayer team to help to put your needs before the Lord. So until then, may the Lord bless you. Thank you very much. As he was saying, if you would like prayer, like someone to pray with you or for you, you can send requests to us. Send them to pray at eigministries.com and our prayer team will be praying for you. Thank you so much for tuning in and for joining us this evening for another one of our CEC sessions. We appreciate your comments and your feedback and you sharing this with your friends and family. Again, we pray that this encourages you and challenges you in your faith and that this week, maybe you'll have some new thoughts, some new habits, maybe something would be different as a result of hearing the word of God. Thank you again for joining us and have a great evening. Okay.